Lord, thank you for this morning and already, God, you're stirring our hearts up for you. Thank you that you're moving upon us, Lord. And even in this Christmas season, we remember you, we remember what it's about, and we celebrate that and we share that light. And God, we also want to remember today that we... Our lives don't belong to us anymore. We belong to you because you purchased them on the cross. So, Lord, here we are totally surrendered. God, open to you, God, ready to do what you want. So help us to learn your word, God. Help us to be inspired by your spirit, Lord. Help us, God, as you speak to us to to apply these things into our lives that we may live for you even better and better every day. So our ears are open, our mind is attentive, Lord, and our hearts are ready to receive all you have for us. So touch this time with your spirit, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, in the Bible, who is the fastest runner of all time? Adam. You know why? Because he came first in the human race. You like that one? Yeah, I like that one. Did you hear about the race between the lettuce and the tomato? The lettuce was ahead and the tomato was trying to catch up. <laughs> what do you call a free treadmill outside? You get it? Yeah, yeah you just go around. Uh, yeah, I got it <laughs> right on. Hey, I like what someone said. Run early in the morning. Before your brain figures out what you're really doing. (laughs) That was a good one. One last one. Why can't you take a nap during a race? Because if you snooze, you lose, right? Well, you know what? That goes along with what Paul is going to be talking about here today. As we continue our study in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about self-denial. About about self-discipline by giving this analogy that we are in a race. And in this race, we need to apply serious training so we can run to win the race. So I've titled our message this morning, Running to Win. Running to Win. That's our title. We're going to be studying 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 24 and finish the chapter today, 24 through 27. We left off at verse 23 last time, so we're continuing on in our study verse by verse. And our outline this morning is this. Number one, be determined. Number two, be dedicated. And number three, be disciplined. So running to win. And we want to be determined, dedicated, and disciplined. So let's begin with number one here in our outline. Be determined. Be determined. Running to win. Be determined. Take a look with me here now. First Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Now, we begin here with Paul writing. He's asking, hey, do you know? In other words, he's saying, we all know how in a race all run. Yeah, everyone's a runner in this race. But only one receives the prize. In other words, he's like, we all know there's only one who gets first place, right? In a race. We, we know, we know that, uh, that idea in a race. 
Now, as we come into this section, Paul brings in, the, in this analogy of runners in a race. And you know what? That's something the Corinthian believers could easily relate to. I mean, they, they, they could go, yeah, I get it. I can picture it right now. You see, in the city of Corinth, where this church was located, Corinth hosted the second biggest athletic event in the ancient world. Number one was the Greek Olympics. It's, it's what we do now, right? Every two, four years, depending on the summer and winter, right? Well, the number two back then in the ancient time was the Isthmian Games. The Isthmian Games. And that was just as popular as the Olympics, but more localized, more local like people. But people came from all over to run that race and play in those games. Well, I was thinking about that. You know, forever etched in my mind is the saying, you know, from watching the Olympics on TV, right? There's that saying, the thrill of victory and the agony, agony of what? Defeat, right? We all know that. We, 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 all, we all know that. We love the Olympics. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for, for next year's 2018 Winter Olympics, right? In Seoul. And, and there's going to be some drama there because North Korea is right there too, unless something happens. But anyway, um, but on top of that, right, we love the Olympics, the competition, the challenges, the rivalries, right? Everyone's striving to win, get that gold. I think we can all relate to what Paul is talking about here as he brings this analogy of runners in a race. So Paul said, hey, we all know what it's about. We all know the race is about Winning. It's one who receives the prize. Well, then he goes on in the second part of verse 24. Well, then you know what? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. He's saying when you, you should run in such a way, the idea is not only to just race or be in, in the, in the race, but he's talking about racing, running, and he's also talking about the training that goes along with that. So when he talks about running in such a way, just think about the whole thing from training up until into the race to the finish line. And then, so he says, run, train, run in such a way that what? You may obtain it. Obtain what? First place. That you may run in a way that you get the gold, that you're going for that number one spot. Paul's saying, run it to win it, right? In other words, don't hold back, don't settle for less, but put in your full effort. Put in everything you got into it. Your 100, what, what, what I've seen bumper stickers say, what is it? Put 100, what? 10% in, right? Put more than 100%. You're putting everything into it. Now, this kind of feeling, this kind of, this kind of passion that Paul ha- has, it, it, it leaks out of other scriptures too. And I want you to see this idea of putting that effort in and turn over to the right to Philippians chapter three. And we're going to just read a few verses here. Philippians chapter three, verse 12. Turn over to Philippians, the book of Philippians chapter three, verse 12. It says here, Philippians 3.12, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but look what Paul writes here, but I press on. I, you know what he's saying there? I put it all in. Uh, the, the, the Greek verbiage there is about straining every muscle. It's like, like, like going for it, like, like give them, like all the way in that sense. So I press on, he says, that I may lay hold that he may make it his own, 
that for which Christ Jesus also lay hold of me. And then verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. He's totally focused, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward. Yeah, I can almost see the, the runner, you know, stretching his neck to cross that finish line, to hit that tape and break it, right? They're like, like kind of reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And in verse 14 again, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul always had this in his mind, always had this passion about making every effort to win. All right, turn back to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now we see, right? Paul's saying, hey, you know, run it to win it. Make, don't hold back. Make every effort. Now the question is, what is Paul talking about? In other words, what's this analogy for? Does he want us to get up and start, you know, uh, entering competitions, you know, and, and get into the Olympics and all that? I would never make, I'd, I'd be, I wouldn't even make the team, right? But what is, it, what is the analogy for? Well, here's the idea. Paul's saying, just like an athlete, the Corinthian believers are to make every effort to deny themselves for the sake of others. That's what he's talking about. Make every effort in, in that sense of, of well, I'm putting myself aside. I'm going to think of others first. Now, I say this because in context of our passage and what we've been studying. Remember, this just flows into this. It's another picture that Paul is bringing out. We started back in chapter 8, and if you, if you miss these studies, I really recommend you grab them. Uh, this whole section is all one thing. But you remember back in chapter 8, Paul addressed the issue of eating meat offered to idols. Some of the Corinthian believers like, were saying, like, no, it's not okay. And others are saying, no, it's okay. In my liberty in Jesus, it's okay to eat that meat. And there was division going Going on in the church. But you remember Paul wrote, and we saw in the beginning of chapter 8 that, hey, both sides, you've got to be understanding, sensitive to each other's position, rather than being stubborn, rather than pushing my knowledge, right? Because knowledge puffs up. But love edifies, show love. Remember? And he was talking about all that. Don't stumble your weaker brother in this. Let's all approach this in a different way and show love. Again, grab the CD if you missed that. Then we went into chapter 9 and Paul explained how he made his own personal choice to lay down his right for the apostles' support, right? It was, it was given and we support apostles. It's okay. But he said, no. I'm not going to receive any of that from you, Corinthian believers. So he laid down that right. And that's what we learned. And he also humbled himself to become all things to all men. Verse 22 here in chapter 9, right? To be a servant, to adapt to the culture, make a bridge for the gospel. And so he would bring in the light of Jesus and salvation into people's lives. So remember, we study all this. So we're flowing in this now. And now as we come to this section, Paul now emphasizes how it's important that we deny ourselves by bringing this race analogy. Like an athlete, we need to lay down our rights. Like an athlete, we need to show the love of Jesus and not push our own thing. We're denying ourselves. John MacArthur wrote, holding tightly to liberties and rights is a sure way to lose the race of soul winning. 
And that's what Paul was all about, right? Bringing the gospel out. So here's what Paul is saying. He's saying, be determined to win so you run and train like you want it. Yeah? Like you really want that first place. Be determined to win like you want it. Train like you want it. Run like you want it. Be determined to deny yourself for the sake of other people so that you can win them to Jesus. So you can be a witness. So you can be someone who builds up people. So be determined to win to get that goal. Be determined. Run like you want it, right? Like you really want it. In the 2012 Summer Olympics in London, England, Michaela Maroney received the silver medal for artistic gymnastic vault. That's one of my, or my wife's favorite uh, things she loves to watch in the Summer Olympics. And she's up on the podium, you know, they're giving her the medals and playing the song and all that. And the picture of her standing there was like all disappointment in her face. She won the silver, but she's all disappointed. Puckered lips are on the side. Her arms are almost crossed. And you would think she would be happy to win a silver medal, right? I would be happy to just even race and come last, you know. What an honor. But she's all bummed. She got the silver because to her, the silver was losing. Why? She wanted the gold, right? I mean, these athletes have one thing in mind. They want the gold. They want to win. And then I was reading too, actually, Chinese com- competitors, they know if they don't win the gold, the government considers them as, quote, unquote, first losers. Did you know that? Or you heard that term? First losers. Even if you got the silver. Well, Paul is saying this to us. In the same way, when it comes to living a life for God, when it comes to denying yourself for others, when it comes to being who God wants you to be, don't settle for less Run like you want it. Run like you want the gold. Be determined to win. Put all your effort in it. Don't just say, eh, whatever. Yeah? Be determined to win. How about you this morning? Are you putting your all into your walk with the Lord? Are you reaching for everything God wants you to be? Are you doing everything you can to do what God asks you to do? Or do we pick and choose? Do we kind of, ah, oh, maybe when I feel like it. Maybe when it's convenient. Now understand, Paul is not saying if you don't get first place, you're going to lose your salvation. That's not what he's saying. And he's not saying that you were competing with one another, like we're going to be better than one another. No, he's focusing on, on us and our individual race, so to speak. He's talking about our own effort in that race the determination we have to do all we can for jesus are you determined to not just finish but to win you know sometimes i uh well i asked janea the other day hey how was paddling practice and you know what she told me oh it was really hard because hardly anyone was pulling yeah and and I could imagine some of the kids, oh yeah, la, 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 you know, kind of thing. Some of them, mm, nah, you know, and, and not, not, not really pulling, just going through the motions, doing a little, but not living up to their full potential in Jesus Christ. Is that you today? Are you going through the motions? Are you, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but not really living it? 
Are you just going only so far, not putting in everything God is asking you to do? Are you just pretending? I think today, what Paul and what we're reading here, what God is saying should be a wake-up call for all of us to reset ourselves, to reset our goals. Are you content just to cruise? Yeah. Some of us are good cruisers, yeah? <laughs> Some of us, yeah, we'll just go with the flow, you know? Yeah? I was just kind of cruising the wake of your, your, your boat, you know? Or, yeah, I'll be right behind you drafting, yeah? No, you can't spiritually draft here. You got a goal, yeah? You got to be in it to win it, someone says, yeah? You got to be running to win. We should all be doing that. That should be our heart, and we shouldn't make any excuses. This high school student on the track team asked this coach, Coach, hey, can I smoke and still race? And the coach said, sure, you can smoke and still race, but you can't smoke and win. No excuses, guys. Let's put in the maximum effort, the best we can, in what God asks us to do and to be. Do not settle for less. And this is what Paul is saying. Be Determined. Let's move on here now to number two. Be dedicated. Be dedicated. Running to win. First, Paul is saying, be determined to win. And now we come to number two. Be dedicated. Be dedicated. We come to verse 25, 1 Corinthians 9, and he writes, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. And we'll pause right there. Now, Paul goes on here and he says, look, everyone who competes, everyone who's in the race, everyone's in, the, in this competition, which we all are, he says, is temperate. And what is this? What is, well, it means they're focused and under control. The ESV puts this, every athlete exercises self-control. I like that. That's, that's, that's right there, isn't it? Yeah. Paul's like, in other words, runners put themselves into this strict training program in order to reach their goals, right? We know, we know about athletes. We know about some of you are great athletes and you understand the self-control that you got to have, the training program that you put yourselves into. One time at, at dinner, oh, Jared was just, just pounding it <laughs> and, and just eating, eating a lot. And, and we're like, well, Jared, aren't, aren't you like training right now, going gym, exercise and all that? And he's like, it's okay. It's bulking season. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I'm always in bulking season, especially going to Oahu. Yeah, it's the food. Oh, I came back even more heavy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah, weightlifters will bulk up, sumo wrestlers. But runners, what? Runners want to keep their body trimmed, their weight under control. They train hard for the race to come. So they're in this strict training regimen. Then Paul goes on in verse 25. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown so the runners in this isthmian race they train yeah they have self-control they're in this strict program what to win what a perishable crown what is that well back then you know what their gold medal was they didn't have a gold medal they actually had a wreath made out of pine branches and and the the one who ran the race with that would be placed on their head a wreath yeah and just a wreath but that that was what they coveted 
Paul's saying, hey, they do it for this perishable crown. It's going to die and be dead and fall apart and needles fall off one day. But we, as believers, as Christians, we run for an imperishable crown. It's an eternal crown. It's a reward from God. Believers train not for something temporary, but something more worthwhile. Eternal rewards. I love that thought. There's something more there that we are going for. Paul said it in 2 Timothy 4.8. He said, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteousness will give. And then 1 Peter 1.4, he says, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. We have a reward beyond imagine, an eternal reward from the Lord God himself. So we, we, we have purpose here. Once I heard Pastor Chuck say, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. That's what we're running for. So Paul says in verse 26 now, Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. Paul says, therefore, because we go, we run this race. We go for the win. We go for the prize that's imperishable. Paul says, I run. Not with uncertainty. The word there means like aimlessly, with no purpose. No, Paul has a mission, right? And what he does with this mission is bring others to Jesus Christ. And as he told us in chapter 8, we do to help each other. We're running to edify each other, to build each other up. Yeah? For the sake of others, we run with a purpose. Yeah? And, and we're going to be rewarded with that eternal reward with what we do. And Paul says, thus I fight not as one who beats the air. And I'm just not swinging in the air and doing nothing. No, Paul trains hard so to make a difference. To make a difference. As a reminder, a businessman kept this plaque on his desk. And it read like this. In 20 years, what will you wish you had done today? And then after that, it said, do it now. I like that. I like that. Paul, everything he does is to make a difference. So here's the point. Paul is saying, be dedicated to the mission. So train like it matters. Be dedicated like it matters to you. Be dedicated to the mission. So train like it matters. Did you know that the gold medal in the Olympics is not all gold? Actually, it's made up of 92.5% silver. And the rest, the 6 grams, is 24 karat gold plating. The thing isn't even all gold. But we know it symbolizes all the effort it took in reaching that goal. Now, the Olympic gold medal is great. But you know what's greater? Greater is the goal of being that person God wants you to be. Greater is the reward we're going to receive by obeying Him and and, and doing all that He wants us to do. That's our race, you guys. That's what we want to train and deny ourselves and put us into strict training. We, we, We want to be dedicated to this mission like it matters to us. A person who shows the love of God, a person who lays down his right for the other's sake, is the one who's, who's winning the race, who's winning people to Jesus Christ. It's about what God has and wants us to do. It's about that reward up there. It's, it's about living 
for the kingdom, right? K.P. Yohanan, who heads up Gospel for Asia, it's a ministry to people of India. He wrote this story of how God led him into this mission. He wrote, there was a time in my life I was so discouraged. I considered leaving the ministry completely and going into real estate. Outwardly, I was doing all the right things, but my heart had become cold. One day I was reading about the life of Jacob in the Bible and suddenly the Lord began to speak to my heart. I realized just like Jacob, I had messed up. I had been focused on good things, but not the right things. I prayed a simple prayer. Lord, take eternity and stamp it on my eyes. I want to live the rest of my life knowing that I am not here on earth forever. That was many years ago, but I've never been the same since. I love that testimony. I, I love that. And, and time to time, I pray the same thing because I've read his testimony before and I thought, God, stamp eternity on my eyes. Let me see things, you know, in that way. That everything I do, everything I am is, is about eternity, about the King, about what you want, about each other, about bringing people to Jesus Christ. Stamp eternity on my eyes. Are you someone like that? Who they see you, you're dedicated to Jesus. They see you, you're dedicated to kingdom things. They see that, oh, you have this passion and this fire for the Lord, for His Word. Do they see you in that sense? Would they label you in that way? You know, is there a fire in your heart that you train hard for God? Always making yourself better, more useful. You know, how many times uh, we, we will go to the gym? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're into the gym and, you know, we're going to drink the right stuff. Yeah, and we're going to apply ourselves and no pain, no gain. Yeah, and we're dedicated to that. We're dedicated to that purpose. But what about the Lord? What about God who has been speaking to you these past weeks about laying down your rights? Yeah? About loving each other, not pushing yourself in your thing and being all prideful. What about working on that and training in that way and getting better in that? So many times we train for other things, but not the spiritual things that God is moving in our hearts with. Be dedicated, Paul says. Be dedicated to this mission. Well, let's move on to number three now. Be Discipline, our last heading, be disciplined, running to win. Number one, we saw be determined to win, uh, be dedicated to the mission. And number three, be disciplined, be disciplined. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 27. Paul goes on and says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. So Paul says, you know what? I discipline my body. And you know, in the original language in the Greek, literally, this is, I give myself a black eye. That, that's what he's saying here, literally. So Paul like beats his body into what? Subjection here. Into submission, he's saying. I force my body to do what I want it to do. Paul was making sure that his body was the servant and his mind was the master. And his mind was the one who made the choice to win. We, we, we have that choice, you guys. 
Christ has freedom, freed us from the bondage of our sin. And now we have the choice to take this body, to take who we are and make that choice and live for Him. Paul says, you know, I'm not going to let my body, my flesh do none of that. I saw this t-shirt that had the word mind and then it had a line underneath that and underneath had the word matter. You know what that was? Mind over matter. And we know that saying, right? I mean, sometimes when our diet, in our diets, mind over matter, mind over, ooh, that matters. But no, mind over matter, right? Yeah. Or, 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 or you know, weightlifters are working out, mind over matter, right? Well, Paul's saying, hey, in the same way, you know what? I have made the choice to train hard, mind over matter, to train hard and win. So his body has to follow. That inner person is the master. The fleshly body is the servant. He's making sure that what God tells him, what he chooses to do, that he is going to do that no matter what his flesh or body may say. Why is that important? Well, he says in verse 27, lest when I have preached to others, like shared Jesus, ministered, used by God, I myself should be disqualified. In other words, he'd be taken out of the race because of his lack of discipline. He's saying anyone could be disqualified, even him, himself. He could be taken out of being used by God for giving into his fleshly appetites. One commentator put it this way, Paul did not want to spend his life preaching the requirements to others and then be disqualified for not meeting the requirements himself. That was really good. Now the Corinthian believers... They understood all of this because in the Isthmian games there in their city, there are very strict rules for training. Contestants, runners there had to prove that they had trained hard for 10 months prior to the games. They they had to come in with proof of that and support of all that. And in the last months before the games, they were actually supervised daily as they worked out in the city gym in Corinth or on the track field. They were monitored throughout. And they had to be on top of their training regimen and their program. And if they did not fulfill that discipline type of training, guess what? They were disqualified. They could not be in the race. So Paul knew the the validity or the truthfulness of his preaching and witness hinged on him keeping his flesh in control. No wonder the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 12.1, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You guys, there's, notice it says, the sin we understand, we, 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 got, we, we can't, let ourselves be given into temptation and sin. We understand that. That's going to stop us in the race. That's going to take us out, right? That's going to take away everything God is trying to make us to be. But the verse talked about, let us lay aside every weight. Now, that means things that aren't necessarily a sin or bad. You know, that means things, though, that can distract us. That can weigh us down in the race. That can be things that, well, maybe they shouldn't be there because they're keeping us from putting our full effort, our full potential into running and training in this race. We should lay those things aside now. 
So Paul says, and this is our last point this morning, be disciplined in training so you can run, and I put this in, like the wind. You ever heard that term, run like the wind? Be disciplined in training so you can run like the wind. Uh, it's not Toy Story I'm talking about. <laughs> no, back in the days before mechanical vehicles, only the wind was faster than racehorses. So they urged their favorites by saying, run like the wind, run like the wind. That's so Paul's saying, hey, be disciplined in training so you can run fast. So you can get to that finish line and you can win the prize. You can get the gold. You can be in first place. Paul's like, train hard so you can run fast, unhindered, without fear of being disqualified, usable by God, because you are not giving into the desires of your fleshly body. We need to do that. We need to deny ourselves. We need to be to discipline ourselves, making every effort to keep our body doing what our spirit is wanting us to do. Are you today giving into your bodily appetites, your flesh, being easily tempted and distracted? Who should be in control, right? You. You, you should be submitting yourself to Jesus and what He wants you to do. You should be saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Right? Not your flesh. Not you. It is your choice to train your body to stay in submission to the Holy Spirit. To stay in submission to the Spirit's leading, to what Jesus wants, what the Word is saying. Most of us, most of the times, yeah, We can do that, but there's those moments where we're slaves to our bodies, right? Where we give in to the flesh. The body tells the mind what to do. You know, it could be what to eat, how much to eat, how long to sleep, when to get up, right? It's like, I can't get up, you know, this morning. Snooze. Oh, snooze again, right? Most of us, oh, we give in to our body. But think about that. If the Lord is asking you to wake up early, get into the Word. I want to speak to you. I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you in the morning before you go out in the day. Shouldn't we, with our mind and all of our effort, I'm going to get up. Oh, oh, you know. Shouldn't you like slap yourself in your face? I don't know. You know, spray yourself with water. Whatever it takes, right? You train. You discipline yourself. You deny what the body wants so that you do what God wants and you become who you are. I mean, think about an athlete. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't do what the the body dictates. You know, his he, he dictates to the body what to eat, when to eat, when to get up. You know, he he's the one. He's going to bed early because he got to get up and train. Yeah, rather than every everyone else is going to the movies. Yeah, or other people are hanging around, but he's there working out. Right? We understand that. Well, that's the same thing spiritually, you guys. It's the same thing we got to do with our relationship with God. And I want to emphasize that to you today because the Lord is working on all of us. Yeah? Keeping us mindful that He wants us to grow in more godliness. Yeah? To deny our flesh more. Deny ourselves more. He wants us to become more holy like He is holy. He's working on us step by step, piece by piece. But so many times we give in. 
And we're ah, I don't care. Or so many times we pick and choose, but God is saying, no, no. I want to help you. I want to change you. I want to transform you today. And so with this mindset, let's be running to win. Let's be, be disciplined in our training. You know, some, sometimes we think that, well, you know, I'm good over here. I'm okay. And, you know, if I, I'm, I'm all right over here. But, and then you kind of cruise here and you're not really okay. But maybe the big things, you know, well, I'm going to say, you know, no to smoking here. You smoke, but I'm not going to smoke. And, and, and maybe you, you're, you're like that, you know. But then, ah, uh, but you're giving into, ah, uh, your flesh, like, ah, uh, I don't want to get up and do my chores I need to do. Yeah. And I remember talking to someone about that. I said, you know, the reason why God wants you to do that, because one day you're going to be tempted over here. And if you're so used to giving into your flesh in that area, which you think is so little, when a big temptation comes, you're going to give into it because you're so used to that pattern. Are you ruled by your body or do you make the decision? As an athlete leads his body, he doesn't as an athlete leads the body, he doesn't follow it. The body is the slave, not the other way around. So think about your habits. Are they what God had ordained or wants you to do? We, we, we make our own habits, right? Or is it something that you're just giving into? I, I read that after 30 days, you can change your habit. It'll, your habit will change if you do the same thing every day. A man was traveling in Canada one springtime when frost and melting snow made it nearly impossible to drive further. He came to crossroads and saw a sign that said, Take care which rut you choose. You will be in it for the next 25 miles. I think that's a good word for us. Take care. Because habits are hard to change. Yeah? Habit is that pattern behavior you do consistently. Has yours become this rut that's hard to get out of? Well, that's what God wants to change today. Today. Let's stop being that, that, that fleshly thing that God has been speaking to us about. Let's stop giving into that. Let's fight to get out of that rut. Listen, Jesus has transformed your heart, but you must train your body. Let me say that again. Jesus has transformed your heart, but you must train your body. Someone said in the beginning, we make our habits in the end, our habits make us. So let's make good habits. Let's stop giving into that emotion without thinking, right? How many times are you saw our, our emotion comes out and we just, and the words come out, yeah? Let's stop giving into those emotions, that fueling all that. Let's stop giving into the anger that controls us and you just feel it. Let, let's start reining it in, training, discipline yourself not to give into that. Let's stop giving into frustration, yeah? That, that all of a sudden comes out in a certain way. And the flesh then reigns again. Let's stop those things that God is working on us with. Well, as we come to, as we come to a close, let us hear what the Lord is saying to us today. Be determined to win, yeah? Like you want it. Do you want it? Do you want what God wants for you? I do. I want all of it. 
Let's be dedicated to that mission and let's train like it matters to you. Train like it matters. And be disciplined so you can run like the wind fast. In the end, I don't know about you, I want to look back on my life and I want to be able to say like what Paul did in 2 Timothy 4, 7. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Yeah, that, that's, that's in my heart. I'll close with this story. Two gas company servicemen, the supervisor and a new trainee, were out checking meters in a suburban neighborhood. They parked their truck at the end of the alley and worked they, their way to the other end. At the last house, a woman looking out of her kitchen window watched the two men as they checked her gas meter. Finishing the, the meter check, the supervisor challenged his younger co-worker to a foot race. And they ran down the alley back to the truck and they wanted to race to prove that the older guy could still outrun the younger guy. So on your mark, get set, go, they start running. Well, as they came running up to the truck, they realized the lady from that last house who saw them was huffing and puffing right behind them. They stopped and asked her, what was wrong? Gasping for breath, she replied, well, when I see two gas servicemen running as hard as you two were, I figured I better run too. Well, when Paul shares how he trains and runs, we should do the same. We should run too, you guys. So let us all change the way we run today. Let us be running to win. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for your word, Lord. And thank you for just this analogy. God, I love it. I love, I love watching the Olympics and the sports and the athletes and how they train hard and the backstories of how they got to that place and through adversity and challenges and different things that they made it on the Olympic team and now they're giving their all to run. And God, let that be for us in our relationship with you. Let that be for us in, in our walk with you and who we are and what you're making us to be. Let that be for us in the things that you're telling us about and wanting us to obey, convicting us, Lord, and bringing us to that place where we would become more and more like Jesus Christ. God, we want you. We want more of you. We want to love you more and we want to be like you. Lord, help us not to be uh, apathetic here. Lazy, God. Help us not to just, ah, yeah, it's okay, and be distracted and be living in the world. But help us to, Lord, be all you want us to be, God. Lord, form our character, God. Help us, Lord, in our personalities. Lord, help us to know what it means to be led by your Spirit and feel the power of your Spirit in our lives to do the right things, Lord. Help us to learn and grow what it means to run this race and win the gold, Lord, to make every effort, God, to live for you. God, I pray for those today who have been struggling. I pray for those today in this room who, whose mind is even being distracted now. Lord, I pray for those who are not crying out and saying, Lord, help me. Help me. I want you. I want to live for you. God, help us all, Lord, to be in that place that we have this passion and fire. God, that cannot be, be, be uh, uh, smoked out, that cannot be uh, put out, Lord. 
that our fire would burn strong and bright, this fire to win for you. God, forgive us our sins and cleanse us. And now put in us, Lord, this drive, Lord, God, that we would be determined and dedicated and disciplined in our lives, God, that no more, no more are we going to just habitually give into our flesh, but now we will habitually live for you, God. Lord, get into the crevices, get deeper into us, get into the details of who we are. Lord, let us not settle for less, but want more of you and more of likeness in our our, our, our character in our lives. So here we are, God. Pour into us your presence, your power and your love, Lord, that we may be all in everything, God, you want us to be. Here we are, giving you all, surrendering all. In Jesus' name, amen.